Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. We are now in 2024. It's so crazy that we have started off the new year. I hope everyone enjoyed their new years and was able to spend time with friends and family. Today we're going to talk about patterns. And as a coach, I'm always keeping a watch out for clients who have patterns of behavior that are unconscious for them. They may do something at work and have no idea that they're doing the same thing at home. These patterns operate automatically until someone points it out to them, or maybe you even realize it for yourself. I wanted to dive in on this topic and bring it back to how it ties to visibility for you. But first, I started off with a little research. I wanted to understand how patterns compare to habits. Sometimes I think these two words are used interchangeably, and I was curious to know the difference between them to explain it to you. So in an article written by Laurent Hobricks called Habit is a Synonym for Pattern, he shares the following definitions, which I really liked. A habit is a behavioral expression, something which you do. For example, you might bite your nails or hang your jacket on a chair instead of a hanger. A pattern is an expression of unconscious beliefs and stories we formed based on observations of ourselves and the world. They're developed based on previous experiences, positive and negative, and can be recognized as thinking or emotional patterns. In other words, he shares an example of an iceberg. A habit is above the surface of the iceberg. A pattern goes one level deeper. And our beliefs and stories that we have are below the iceberg at the deepest level. So those three things kind of tie together sometimes for us, and we may not even realize it. He shared a great example in this article, which I wanted to read to you because it could have been written about me entirely. (laughs) So quote unquote here, one of my habits used to be working more and longer. Whenever the pressure increased for a deadline or my to-do list was growing exponentially, I thought I'd be able to complete my to-do list and deliver on my promises. I formed this habit because I had observed a pattern of successful examples, corporate leaders who'd also started working more and longer when needed. As a result, this became my thinking pattern on how to successfully climb the corporate ladder. In my case, my habit and thinking pattern was also amplified because of my belief system. I had the belief that saying no would not be friendly and helpful for the team or to achieve the objective. Saying no would create adversaries, something that was instilled in my belief system from a very young age. Thus, I avoided saying no, especially when new requests for work came along. You can imagine that the combination of my belief system, not saying no, and my thinking pattern, how to become a successful corporate leader, fueled my habit of working more and longer. That could have totally been written about me, and it made me think about how I started working many hours and how I created those habits way back when because I observed other people doing that, and I really assumed that that's how you got ahead. That's what people were looking for. So when I wrote the book, I was thinking about patterns and habits and belief systems a lot because that really ties to visibility for a lot of people. So I wanted to share a quick excerpt for you. 
Thousands of thoughts go through your head each day, comprised of stories, beliefs, experiences, ideas, and facts. Your thoughts have been influenced by what you learned and experienced as you grew up. Thoughts can either be positive or negative. If you don't monitor or question the thoughts that go through your mind, then you'll automatically believe them. I compare it to a movie that you watch on repeat. That movie you watch each day becomes the lens through which you see reality and make decisions. It's how you see the world. Your brain looks at new things to find patterns of information and puts them together with your existing beliefs to confirm that they fit. This is called confirmation bias, and it means you will always be on the lookout for new facts to confirm that the information that you see in your movie is the truth. Now, the formation of these patterns is influenced by a number of factors. Our brains are always trying to keep us safe, and it's seeking out patterns all day long to help us figure things out. Your brain is trying to put things into a sequence or a structure that makes sense. It's trying to help you interpret what's going on around you and help it make sense for you. So I wanted to share some examples of some different kinds of behavioral patterns to see if any of these resonate for you. Think about the society that you live in and how people learn to fit in. You fit in by following the norms that others have set forth before you. These norms are shaping your behavior and patterns every single day. Think about, for example, when you figured out how to drive to work, where your building was versus where your house is. You would follow that same path every day because it worked out for you, you liked going that way, or maybe it was the fastest. But one day you're driving down your path and you're going to work and all of a sudden the roads close. There's a construction incident that happened or an accident and you can't go that way. That is disrupting your normal pattern for you. So now you have to think about how am I going to go to work? It's no longer on automatic pilot for you anymore. Have you ever been influenced by a peer? Again, trying to fit in with your peers can contribute to forming patterns without realizing it too. You try to belong and fit into the group because you want their social approval. It can also come from the culture that you come from. There are cultural norms and expectations that can influence behavior, and individuals also conform to these cultural patterns because of their family traditions or what their expectations are, or maybe what they've witnessed from other people. Patterns can also be triggered through different life experiences. Traumatic events can especially have an impact on specific behavioral patterns. Remember, the brain is trying to keep you safe, so it will do what is necessary to help you find the safety to get through that traumatic experience. The brain's processes can also impact behavior. For example, a child who has ADHD, who has executive function delay, has created patterns that they follow because of how their brain operates. I won't get into this at any deep level, but for example, they will put off doing long-term assignments like writing a paper to get to the short-term win that their brain wants and play a video game instead. Their brain wants them to have that short-term win of playing the game, and that will beat out something that isn't as fun or rewarding every single time. The same holds true for those who are seeking out rewards or trying to avoid a negative consequence. It can also show up when someone is driven to accomplish their goals or climb the ladder, as I pointed out earlier. They may work to the point of burnout to reach their goals and then continue those behavioral patterns even after they've received the promotion because it's now become a habit and a pattern that they they live with and work with every day. You can also see where patterns emerge in terms of emotions. A person may not be able to handle any negative or constructive feedback and will immediately cry in response to hearing those things. They haven't learned how to cope in any other way. Some of the patterns you learn can start when you're a kid and they may carry through to adulthood. 
the way that that pattern shows up may shift and change as you get older, and it can show up differently depending on the person. But those things that start out when you're a child can be with you. And if you don't realize that you're holding on to them and pay attention to them, they will stay with you and they'll keep showing up repeatedly over and over again. So let's talk a little bit about how this can play out in reality. So for example, if you believe that you aren't good enough in comparison to peers or people that you're working with, you will look for ways to confirm that that is true. See, that person knows more than I do. I don't know how to do that, so why should I even try? I don't want to make a fool of myself in front of everybody, so I'm just going to stay in the background and not even talk. In an article by Amanda Gore called Patterns and Habits Ruling Your Life, she shared a great example here. In relation to what I just shared about not being good enough, she talks about this in the same way. Quote, we are constantly on guard in case someone finds us out and we defend or protect ourselves before we even know there's a chance to consciously respond to what we perceive as attacks. So can you think of situations where you react instantly to something and you're not even sure what you're reacting to? That's the speed of the brain's background operating platform. Before you know it, your brain has heard what someone said, starts defending you, blames someone else, begun the protection process because it, it is responding to the story that you are not good enough. And I want you to remember that our brains are intended to help us know that there's danger nearby. It was there to give us a warning that we needed to heed in order to stay safe. For most of us, we are relatively safe at this point. There's no real danger nearby, but our brains don't know that. Think of a parent who is trying to control every little thing that their child is doing or not doing. The intention is to keep their child safe and coming from a good place. But the child doesn't learn how to problem solve, make decisions, fall down, make mistakes, or build any resiliency. The child knows that the parent will be there to save them. Our brain is like that over-controlling parent who is trying to help us all the time. And we just have to be mindful of that and recognize that we don't have to follow that as adults anymore. So as an adult, your experiences may look different, but the child inside of you is still maybe waiting for your parent to save you. You don't know how to trust yourself. You look for the confirmation that you're doing the right thing and making the right decision from everyone else but yourself. The way that you are thinking is a pattern that is on repeat in your head. So in the example of I'm not good enough, your brain in an attempt to keep you safe says, you're right, that person over there is so much stronger than you at everything. They just know how to get things done and speak so comfortably in front of an audience. You've never been able to do that and you never will be able to do that. Does any of that sound familiar? It's pretty harsh, right? It is insane, the mean things that we say to ourselves, things we would never say to a friend, our children, or a coworker. Yet the thousands of thoughts in our head include many of these mean thoughts, and we have them on repeat all day long. Now, the best way to break a pattern is self-awareness. Start being kind to yourself. It isn't easy to recognize that you're in a pattern. Sometimes people have to share that with us. Sometimes they have to point out the fact that we're doing this over and over again. So I wanted to share a pattern that I had that I didn't realize right away. So when I first started my business, I didn't know how to do everything. I wasn't sure how to get clients, sell my services, or manage the long list of administrative things that I needed to do. So I hid behind the fact that I was insecure about all of those things and I spent time working on my website. I told myself a story that I needed to be done with this website in order to be credible. I spent 
I can't even tell you how many days and weeks on this website, but I thought in my head, no one would work with me if I didn't have a website in place. Now I know now that there are many coaches out there in the world that don't even have a website. (laughs) So it's not a requirement in any way to be a coach or to have a business and have a website too. But can you see what I did there? I'd figured out how to be visible at craft, but once I left, this was a new world. This was starting over for me and it created a lot of doubt and fear. My entire identity was tied to craft and now I had to stand on my own. So it was a little bit scary. I needed to take actions that would move me forward and make me more visible. But instead, I fell back into an old pattern of hiding and I worked on my website. Now, our brains are really diligent. They will keep going and going and going. They want to be in charge and drive the bus. They feel like it's their job to protect us at any cost, even if it means making up a story that supports our not good enough theory or keeping us small or keeping us in patterns that really don't serve us anymore. So I wanted to share a couple other examples of patterns that can happen in the workplace. You get feedback from your manager that is overwhelmingly positive, but there is one suggestion that they offer for you to try doing something different. Instead of looking at all the positive things, you hyper-focus on that one negative thing and that's all you can think about or hear. Someone else doesn't show up to meet you for lunch and your mind makes up a story that you must have done something to upset them. It can take that story and spin it into a whole narrative that you are worthless and no one likes you. Our brains love to pretend that it knows what other people are thinking. Maybe that person just, you know, had an issue and couldn't leave work on time to meet you and didn't have time to call you. There are any number of reasons things can happen, but we tend to go into ourselves and create a story. The last one, you've been told that you need to work on presenting to senior management and improve. Instead of seeing that feedback as something constructive, your brain goes to work and jumps to conclusions that make you feel bad. It keeps you from improving at presenting because you sabotage any opportunities to speak in front of an audience that could help you get better, and you justify that you're right. And I saw myself do that repeatedly, where I just found reasons and rationalized why I couldn't present to senior management, because I didn't think the presentation was ready, or I thought that they didn't really need to know that information yet. It didn't help me to do that. I sabotaged myself because I was more worried about presenting and and making a mistake than I was about actually doing something that might have helped me. So remember what I shared earlier. Thoughts are just thoughts that don't mean anything unless you make them mean something. I heard a great quote that sums it up nicely. Can you observe your thoughts as they arise and pass away? Notice them and let them go. Recognize that you have thoughts. You are not your thoughts. And I don't think that's something that a lot of people recognize. They just automatically assume that what's in their head is reality, that that's true. But you can question your thoughts at any time and say, you know what, I don't think that is a thought I want to believe anymore. You get to make that choice. Now, the good thing is when you start recognizing that you have a pattern, you will have awareness of it now. You're going to be able to interrupt that pattern and do something else. You're going to need to be intentional, though, because your brain is now working overtime, trying to come up with a new story to keep you in that old pattern. It takes time to break patterns and be kind to yourself because it's not easy to do. You've had them in place for a really long time and you're undoing something that has existed and and been in place for such a long time, perhaps your whole life. I wanted to leave you with another excerpt from The Visibility Factor. Your thoughts and beliefs can still sabotage your progress. 
This isn't to bring you down in any way, but to remind you to keep your eyes wide open and aware that pitfalls can happen. It is easy to run into challenges and fall back into old patterns when you try something new. Self-doubt can creep in and impact your progress. I know that I've said this before, but stay on the path. You're about to turn a corner and step into a more visible version of yourself. So now we're going to go into the visibility action step. I wanted to to kind of bring all this back together for you so you could see how patterns, beliefs, stories, and habits kind of all come together when it comes to your visibility. So I wanted to ask you some questions for you to think about for yourself. Can you identify any patterns that you may have where you are hiding or holding yourself back from being more visible? What are the conditions that exist when that happens for you? What causes you to kind of shrink and hide? What can you do to remain aware of the pattern and watch for it to show up? Even if you manage to handle the pattern in one instance, it can find a new way to show up somewhere else, so you have to keep an eye out. Our brains are so protective, and even if you address one area where it happens, it will find a way to create a new pattern that is similar because you haven't solved that underlying belief issue that you're carrying around with you. Look into those beliefs and spend some time with them and understand whether they're serving you, whether you want to change them, create new beliefs. It's very possible to do that. You just have to decide. Create new beliefs that are going to serve you in a much better way and let those patterns go that aren't helping you. Thanks so much for joining today on the Visibility Factor podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.